0: Welcome to Pebble in the Pond, a podcast that hopes to create a ripple of change for mental health. My name is Sam Stewart and I'm the CEO of the Australian and New Zealand Mental Health Association. Each year I have the pleasure of attending events to meet and connect with the most fascinating and accomplished people in mental health. Listen in as I go one-on-one with the people changing the face of mental health in Australia and New Zealand, from lived experience speakers through to researchers, academics and influential industry leaders. Our Pebble in the Pond podcast episodes may contain themes or topics of discussion that may be triggering to some listeners. If you feel you need assistance with your mental health at any time, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or visit the Get Help page for additional resources at anzmh.asn.au. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. A warning that this week's episode deals with potentially triggering issues relating to domestic violence. If you feel at any time that you need help or support, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Simone O'Brien is a domestic violence survivor. She's also a speaker and a strong advocate for women against violence. Her journey started in 2012 when she suffered a horrific attack at the hands of a perpetrator who would not take no for an answer. It started with emotional and psychological abuse and ended up with her being beaten with a baseball bat to within inches of her life. Somehow with the support of family and friends, Simone got through that night and today after 52 operations and 7 years of ongoing treatment, she travels around Australia to share her story of courage and strength. To raise awareness for the red flags related to domestic violence and to prevent these incidences from happening again. Tune in as Simone shares her personal story of determination, resilience, courage and strength and how she is championing non-violence against women and children. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Pebble in the Pond and with me today it gives me great pleasure to uh, have a conversation with an incredibly uh, brave woman, Simone O'Brien. Simone, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for the invite.
0: No, not a, not a problem. It's uh, I mean I wish in some respects we weren't going to even have this conversation. Obviously, absolutely. But uh, but I'm really interested in in seeing as a result of an incident that occurred to you how your life has changed and as a result uh, what you're doing now out there because I know you're very active out there in the domestic violence space mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, getting your voice heard but also campaigning for change absolutely and so i'm really looking forward to to having a discussion with you about that certainly for for our listeners that um that may or may not have heard of you uh simone is a survivor uh, of a domestic violence uh, incident uh, and is active out there advocating for women against violence as a result of that simone you uh if we go, if we go back to how you've come to be campaigning for women in domestic violence, sure. you um, you were divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, th- we three. still have three yep. kids. Sorry, raising children. <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, and uh, and
1: what what were their names? Um, Gabrielle, who is now twenty two, and Ashlyn, who's nineteen, and Zach, who's sixteen.
0: Wow. Yeah, they've grown quick.
1: They have grown quick, yeah, and they've learned a lot too. Their uh, life has changed as uh, well.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to definitely touching on on them and and you know how they're going and what they're up to at the moment. Definitely, I, I know when you originally did that uh, that interview with uh, a current affair um, that that was was that 2014. Yeah,
1: that my brain was still mush then. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, like not clear thinking like it is now. It's amazing how our body heals in time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, were your kids? I mean, at that point, uh, they were so. I remember seeing it; you know, they were very, uh, very young. Very young. And so now to hear that they're twenty-two and nineteen—holy, yeah, no.
1: yeah. yeah. No, it's um, but it's something they'll never forget.
0: Uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and what a terrible experience that they and yourself and and your circle of, of family and Absolutely. stuff to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. So so you were you were divorced, mm. and then you 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 were brave enough to get the courage to get out there and try dating again
1: dating again and and at the age of 37 and at that time Ashlan was 15, um, sorry Gabby was 15, Ashland was 12 and Zach was 10 and we hadn't been exposed or experienced any domestic violence because separating from their biological father, it was amicably. We just had too much money too young. It was, you know, no nasty words or anything. Mm. So it wasn't exposed in our family at all. And, yeah, I got to the age of 37 and I thought, um, you know, the children are, uh, you know, can do everything themselves. I wasn't that old not to have a uh, man in my life. And, um, yeah, I did. I love having a beer but I don't like going to nightclubs and pubs and things. And so obviously getting on the internet was my only other option because I love being a mum. And, um I obviously started searching, and I'd been in real estate prior to children, and I knew you had to have a police check to get your license. And so scrolling through, and then it was a like a light bulb—a real estate agent come up. I thought oh, he's got to be safe, you know, he's had a police check. And so I clicked on him, and we started, you know, texting. But it was at nine o'clock at night because my children still came first. And mm. then he said, "Can we ring?" I said, "Absolutely." So then that was still at nine o'clock at night. And then he said, "Can we go on a, on a date?" So we got into a relationship. But over a period of nine months, there were little red flags. And, you know, probably to someone, they may not even look at them in depth. Um, but to me, they were big because I hadn't had anyone in my life since their biological father. And Zach was too at that stage when we divorced. And um, they were just deleting contacts out of my phone, sending me flowers to work, not just a bunch, you know, every couple of weeks. It was every day, like letting my workplace know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked out he was actually stealing money, which I was actually blaming my son Zach for. Um, And I know I'm laughing about that, but, you know, I can just remember his little face saying, Mummy, it wasn't me, you That
0: would have been traumatic in itself.
1: Uh, You know, and just those little things that you haven't experienced since you've been by yourself, it was, I suppose, they were big to me. But I soon realised that when I wanted to end the relationship, um, in which I did touch base with a friend on the Saturday, the 23rd of September 2012, and I said, um... How do I do this? How do I get out of this relationship now? And she goes, let's let's do it on Monday. Do you know what? It was like a relief off my shoulder that someone else knew what I was doing. And um, so I did it on Monday. And on my way to work, I actually just text him. I know that was a gutless way out. But um, I just thought it was done then. And um, being in a government job, I wasn't able to... Um, Check my phone, and I didn't. And I sent a lot of text messages on my on the way home. I didn't look at them because I thought, no, nah, it's it's in the past now. Yeah. And got home at six o'clock, and I s- said to the girls. Uh, Gabby always started cooking dinner for me, and I said, ...oh, "Mummy entered the relationship today." After asking them how was their day, and Gabby goes, "Yes." She did a big fist fist pump because she was so excited. And Ashlyn, who was twelve, said, "Mummy, will he come back?" And I said, "No, he won't, darling." You know, teaching them life skills. Yeah. And then 606, so there was a knock at the door and it was the perpetrator if I can call him because um, he doesn't deserve to be called a man. I uh,
0: 100% agree.
1: Yep. And then obviously he said, can we speak about this? And I teaching the girls life skills, I said, you know, yeah, sure. Um, I was taught to show respect, so I've got to give him respect. And we, he said, can we go into your bedroom? And I said, yeah, yeah. So he shut the door and being a single mum, I never shut the door, so I hear what the kids are doing and the girls noticed that and so I could hear them outside mm. And he said, why can't, we be, why can't we keep it, you know, our relationship going? I said, look, three kids, you know, I work two jobs. I said, life's just too busy. I'm not paying you respect like I should, you know. And um, he just couldn't say no for an answer. So I walked into the room and I still have my work clothes on, high heels, etc. And the police can't figure this out, whether he actually pushed me down or I tripped over. I mean, I can't remember that section. But yeah. next minute I look up and there was a baseball bat coming down on me. And obviously I had my arm up. It, it, it was broken, I knew that. And he did that three or four times. And so I had out to the girls. And the girls looked at me as if, Mummy, you can do anything in the house, you know, fix the car, mow the lawns, da da da. And then um I i honestly thought I was going to die because I didn't know. I tried to get up off my arm, but it was broken. I couldn't. And I still have my high heels on. And this big perpetrator was standing with at the bat. And mm. so from 6:06 606 to 6:16, obviously the children ran out of the house to get. Attention, but because of their age, the neighbors were thinking that they're just playing games. And um, Gabby did ring Triple O, and they did accidentally ring, hang up on her, but obviously retrieved the call and the services were there, ASAP. But my two neighbors obviously had to come in and help me, and um, it's given me a different life look on life. As in, I don't care what size, sex, um, nationality you are, because I had Samoans on one side and South Africans on the other, and they had to put their life on hold to come in and and help me and. But from 6:06 606 to 6:16, I'd actually endured 45 to 50 hits with the baseball bat to the right side of my face, and now I, d- I know I look s- different than any other normal female. But I've lost my eyesight my right eye, my sense of smell, all my jaw is all smashed in, and my left side is all sorry, my right side is all now titanium plated with an implant in my cheekbone.
0: Uh, I mean, t- 10 minutes could change your life like that.
1: And I was just trying to say, no, I don't want to be in the relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously, you know, to, to someone to have to experience something
1: like this is... Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, having that now. Like, it's taken me seven and a half years and um, I've had 52 operations. I'm like a prisoner in my own body still for the rest of my life because now they're looking at my eye, you know, I get a new eye... I would have work, constant work on my jaw. Otherwise, I can't eat as, as time keeps going on. So it's not just a recovery and incident that happened seven and a half years ago. It's for the rest of my life as well now. But not only for myself, it's my children's. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's it. The fact that you had to go through such a thing, I mean, it's so tr- such a traumatic thing that no one should ever have to experience. Is is beyond any words that I'm sure can describe. Totally. Seven and a half years on, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's still impacting, has impacted since that day a lot.
1: Absolutely.
0: How do you see, where can you get to, I know you mentioned you're almost a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully from your last surgery. Yep. Where does that end? Where does, where does, or is it something that's going to be on, do you feel like there's going to be more operations the ability and what you're able to do tell me how yeah. it's affected
1: you obviously um I, I say i've had my last operation but i had to go obviously I've, with one eye now um the other eye is dead and there is a like it's one in 70 odd thousand chance that that dead eye can throw a disease into my good eye so obviously i've got to get that um checked quite regularly and you know obviously you only mentioned last week that removing the dead eye which i wasn't aware of until now so you know it's just constantly all the time um you know even getting a banana in your mouth is hard work sometimes and that's why the constant treatment is always and you know all my war wounds around my body i call them war wounds but um it takes me an hour in the morning and an hour at night and i say dress up and dress down not as in clothes that's just treating my wounds because i I don't want to wake up in 10 years' time and think, oh, gee, I wish I'd listened to, to the surgeon or the OT and um, I want to feel as good as I can in myself for my children. So, yeah.
0: So, functionally, you, you're able to drive still?
1: Yeah. To it took me um, closer to three years to get my licence back after it and so I used to use the terms that I've got foot falcon. Um, I had to walk everywhere and... Now I can do that. I haven't been cleared to as such to go back to work um, as yet, obviously because having theatre on your on your brain, near your brain all the time. So yeah. um, but hopefully in time that's that is a goal of mine is to go back into the workplace where I left um, that night. Yeah. Just so for my own mental you know, I've been through I had to go through neuro- neurological testing and they weren't able to find anything wrong with my long or short term memory which is you know touch wood it's a bonus um for me so yeah goal to get back to work eventually and and feel like a normal person
0: how important has your circle of support been throughout this
1: truly amazing and you know as i have mentioned not knowing about domestic violence the whole of transport main roads which is where i worked um have actually got in support of what i'm doing and now um, you know Neil Scales the DG work closely with myself in making sure the whole of Queensland in that area know about domestic violence because you know something so little can happen so quickly in such a short time yeah that's, a, that's been fantastic yeah
0: and the the healing with your yourself and your family around the traumatic experience is that's obviously ongoing
1: absolutely and uh, my mental side is really good. I, I look at everything um, in a positive way now. It's um, my eldest daughter. It affected her for many years because she was 15 at the time and I'm too cool for counselling. And it wasn't until that she actually started having Reiki at 18 that the Reiki therapist actually found out that Gabby took blame for what had happened to me. Um, she was never rude or disrespectful to the perpetrator but... You know, if he'd say, "Gab, do you want me to take you for an ice cream?" or "Gab, can I drop you to school?" she'd always say no. But she took blame because she thought that because she didn't let him into her life is why I was enduring it. But it wasn't, you know, because of that. It's really affected Ashlyn, my middle daughter, who's 19. Um, at the at the time, obviously, um, on the 25th at 2 a.m. on the 26th, um, they after they'd given their statements, the children actually had to come in and say goodbye to me, which is actually Ashlyn's birthday. So mentally, um, when I was going in for my last operation in August this year, Ashlyn wanted to not live anymore. She wanted to do away with herself. She just said life's not worth living and really unhappy. So she's actually suffering from depression and anxiety from it. Um she never had a boyfriend and she goes, Mummy, will I ever have a boyfriend? And obviously, I've said to her, darling, when we when we when we get you healthy in the mind, you'll attract you know the nice man then. And um, so it's it's a it is a, it's an ongoing thing with her at present. And each and every day, I've got to work hard to make sure that I've got her in the right level. And Zach, um, he wasn't at the home on the time of the assault. He was actually at basketball training. And I was thinking he wasn't coming in to visit me each and every day. And he was, and he actually had the doctors and surgeons and nurses in tears because he'd be outside in the corridor vomiting and crying saying that's not my mummy in there so it's how it's affected his mindset mm-hmm. and even with the way i look um over time i've rocked many weird and wonderful hairdos and he mm-hmm. said um he actually asked me one day he said mummy can you not come into school today and i s- i knew exactly why and i said sure mate And you know i've actually said that in front of his little mates and his mate said did you really say that to your mum he goes yeah but i regret it now and that's only because when you nothing about domestic violence you know and obviously the the taboo subject it is people don't like speaking about it mm. and that's why I want to get out and now my children have got a different limelight in life
0: yeah well that's i mean that's really interesting
1: mm, yeah and you know one thing <laughs> i i want to add in there um you know speaking up and i know Sam it's um it's affected you and ...is why I'm here today, you know, and helping stop domestic violence... ...in what I'm doing is, um, as I mentioned, he was a real estate man... ...and at the age of 37, you know, you've got some form of luggage... ...if I can say, you've either been married or you've got children. And obviously I was bringing about my children... ...and I told him about, you know, my um, my ex and whatnot... ...and he said hadn't hadn't had children and, and no children... ...hadn't been married and no children. Well, after the court hearing... His face went around Australia, obviously, and uh, two wives came forward. He actually assaulted both of them and the second one's parents. So I shouldn't be standing here today talking to you about domestic violence if that first one had spoken up because he wouldn't have got his real estate license, so I wouldn't have seen him on the internet. So this is why I want to protect our next generations coming through. And, you know, with children, I eventually want to have grandchildren and great grandchildren, not today yeah. or tomorrow or next year, yeah. but I don't want them affected by. ...this monster that's happening now in Australia.
0: So so he'd had two previous wives... Yep. ...and he'd had kids to those... Do yep, yep, ...and had offended already.
1: And had offended already. In both of those relationships. Both of those relationships, yep. To the extent um, his mother-in-law in the second one... ...he actually pushed her down cha- um, down a, a row of stairs. Yeah.
0: But, but they never reported it, is it?
1: Never reported it at the time. No, and that's why, you know, I shouldn't be... I'm a third wheel, I, you know, and I... He obviously had it in him that he wanted to kill someone and that was nearly me. You know, I shouldn't have survived what I did. And it was funny, I've just in the last six months got an email from the, um, the second wife's sister and she lives in Sydney and um, she went on to tell me that it took them 12 months to get her out safely, he was such a con man. And it wasn't wow. just the family, it was a community effort to get them out, get her out safely.
0: So they worked hard to get her out of the relationship?
1: Absolutely, yep. Yep. And yet
0: there was still no report? Still no report. Filed or anything?
1: No, nothing. And that's my message out to everyone now. The police are working in this space so hard Let's get everything reported. I mean, even my little red flags. If I went in one week saying that he deleted my contacts and I went in the second week and said he's delivering flowers to me at work, obviously they can put the alignment together that he's controlling me.
0: So, I mean, when you look back on this in hindsight, you know, do you look at it and say, well, there were signals? Now, obviously, you mentioned a couple. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, like, he, he wasn't an aggressive
1: Never, Never sworn, person. never even said S-H-I-T in front of myself or the children. Yeah. He was actually a, a, a gentle giant that would open the car doors for myself and the children to get in and out of the car. That's the type of person. So, there was nothing, you know. Never raised his voice or, or anything. Yeah.
0: But there were other signals along the way that that potentially that you're trying to get out there and say, well, look for these...
1: Red flags. Any yeah. little red flag is a, a big red flag. He,
0: he was a compulsive liar. Yeah. Uh, even with the real estate and... and Absolutely. Because uh, c- he actually then... Uh, I think Did you break it off with him and then he came back and begged and then asked yep. you to marry him, right?
1: Well, it was... Uh, no, yeah, it was actually... Um, i said to the children six weeks prior, I said, Mummy's going to end the relationship. So, obviously, they've had it in the back of their mind. And whether he heard them speaking, I don't know. And that's how they reckon that the um, bat was planted into my bedroom because Paul Zach had to give a statement saying, we've never used a baseball bat, we don't play those sports. And, obviously, that's how the baseball bat got in the room. But, yeah, totally right. He tried to – and he swindled the kids around that they were there at the time – of of him asking me to marry me, um, and at that six weeks prior, it was actually Zach, um, who kept me going that extra little bit longer because he's going to mummy. He's a really nice man, you know. He's he does so much with me, but see, Zach was missing that male person in his life, yeah. and I, I suppose I didn't realise it as a mum either, and yeah, so it could have been, but it, you know, obviously, if he dad's the same intention six weeks earlier.
0: So clearly this, I mean, it's its incredibly amazing to see how much this is impacting upon your life and your family. Absolutely. Years on from the incident. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even to the story of, of your daughter, I mean, it's, uh, it's so upsetting to hear that. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel she's going, like, do you, is she getting help? And
1: Absolutely. Okay. And um, that side of things, like the services and that have been amazing. So it was actually really nice talking to everyone um, here at the conference today in different aspects that I can help Ashlyn with that. So, you know, take my hat off to to, to people out there for you today. Are you still in Brisbane? I'm actually based back in Victoria now, um, but I actually do come back to Brisbane every 10 days for treatment um, and that's because my trust in the doctors, they've got me where I am today. And obviously, uh, you know, it always works out that you know, someone would like me to present and at a workplace or a school and things yeah. like that as well. So, yeah, but no, look, I'm just taking it as a positive now for my health of my children as well, and I don't let anything beat me. Um, t- to the extent that um, I was thrown a, a goal, I've had goals all my life, and um, I was it wasn't in my goal list, but someone said, "Do you want to run the New York Marathon for Women and Children in Australia?" I said, "Absolutely!" So after one one of my operations, I recovered from that and started training. So. This time last year, I actually completed the world's biggest marathon, and my wow. po- my point to that was, I've gone from the brink of death to run the world's biggest marathon. We can do anything, and that's where we can change this epidemic that we're in.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. A- and what else <laughs> is on your bucket list?
1: No, I've well, just obviously had my my last operation a couple of months ago, so um, this year has sort of flown by, and with um, you know treatment and just getting, getting through our, it. Yeah, just getting through it. So. Next year's a new year, and um, I'll, I'll wait and see what we can achieve.
0: So, if we uh, if we go back to your, so Trevor, yeah, was your biological, biological father, father of the kids? Yes, yeah. Uh, and you guys have since rekindled. Yes, we
1: have. Yeah, back together. Yeah, back together. Yeah. No, it's um. Well,
0: there's a happy ending. If do you know heard. what?
1: And it's put his mindset different that it, you don't need money to be happy. And for all of us, like he had to go through the um child protection because I had the custody of the children at the time so he had to go through all the tests so it hasn't been a nice journey for him either and he sat even though he had someone else at the time that I was fighting for my life and he has since told me that he sat there for the first 10 days in ICU um, and on the the seventh day I must have him every night he must have said to me you're going to get through this and I must have said no and so obviously he was asking questions and they said, look, she might just have a pain or something's not right. So it was, yeah, something that not ending on bad terms, it's, yeah, it's all come back together. So for the kids' sake, it's a it's a happy ending, That knowing that they've got the support of us b- both back together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, you know.
1: It is, it's, yeah.
0: Tell us, as, as you move, as you look back on the lessons that have come out of this unfortunate incident... What, what are some of the key things that you're going around and, and campaigning for and, and trying to encourage and inspire
1: basically anyone to look out for red flags and notice if if your work colleague or your schoolmate ha- has changed in their attitude or changed their clothing or not coming to events that you know that they would normally be be first at I mean because you, you don't know what's happening at, at home if they're being controlled or you know they're t- they're t- being drawn away from a thing so Basically, look out for any little red flag and, you know, ask them, are you okay? Not just once or twice, but five or six times. i say, be a nagging mum like me and just keep checking in. And, you know, even here at the, the conference today, um, I've checked in on Betty Taylor, who has cancelled her gig, just to make sure she's okay. And, yeah. you know, I got a reply and, yeah. Oh, that's good. So, little things like that. just And then people know that they feel supported. Um, yeah. And, you know, I felt supported because my friend said, let's do it on Monday, you know, and that little bit of support goes a long way. So, yeah, look out for any little red flag.
0: Yeah, and, and to some degree, um, even those red flags can be that they're just having an off day, they're not feeling well. Exactly, um, Yeah. That it is, and, and you know what, to a degree, this is, this stuff is common sense but yet because we s- live in such a busy world s- distracted by all these different things that are happening
1: absolutely
0: we don't often enough sit there and just look at each other in the eye and say are, y- are you really okay
1: That that's so right yeah and you know inside that person could be going, oh i wish she would just help me help me but she was too embarrassed or he was too embarrassed to speak up about it you know it's not just a female thing it's a, it's a males with it's a it's a 50 50 we've got to work with you
0: how how has uh, Trevor's y- since two thousand twelve? You and Trevor have been back together for the better
1: part of that? No, no. Oh. Um, probably two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Okay. Um, obviously because I was in hospital um yeah. for most of that, and then I had to go to or well from the neurosurgery surg, surgical ward, then to a, a brain rehab, which I had to learn how to walk again. You know, do my bra up again. I was yeah. I was like a baby, but in, in an adult body um so that was a long time and it was actually him that said um i want to take the move you all back down to to horsham which is where my mum and dad and my two mm. sisters live and i was sort of even in and out of hospital still then so he'd actually moved the children down to rebuild their lives and then i obviously um yeah went down knowing that that's where the kids were i was going and that's how we rebu- rebuilt our relationships. so it was something he obviously wanted to do even though I looked weird and strange and <laughs> um are <laughs> all on me all the time. But yeah, no, it was yeah, it's it's good to know that now he d- he wants to be that dad to the children and not worry about the money.
0: So that was a big factor initially. Though. That was
1: why we separated. You know, every weekend it was like, Let's go away, let's go to the races in Sydney, let's let's fly here, let's fly there and the children weren't invited and that they've actually had a full time nanny on the weekend, so and that was where I would. I just wanted to be a mum. I love being a mum, and our relationship just drew apart, you know. Yeah. And I, he was, you know, end up going out by himself and that. And I said, look, yeah. let's think of the children here and bring them up properly. So yeah,
0: you know, that's really common in relationships where, where quite often one or the other is following a dream or something that they really want to achieve, but in some respects have given no real, uh, no real thought or. or Uh, some sort of a conversation around or care thought about what their partner really wants in life to then have that vision and that goal together.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And it's so common though, isn't it, that people, you know, they go off on a tangent thing, this is what we want, whereas they've never really asked the other person in the relationship, well, heck. Not at all, what, What do you really want? And obviously for you it was having time with your
1: kids. Kids and just, you know, even... Well, I'm, I'm here at the Gold Coast. Even this morning, they all rigged me, Mum. What have I got on? What have I got to do this? You know, I'm like their their bookkeeper as well, and you know, I love it because it's that's how I've brought them up. That you know, to respect your, your elders, if you can say that, and um, yeah, no, it's it's it is. It's a, been a life lesson for for both of us, and obviously teaching the children now that you you don't need money to to find happiness.
0: What's your eldest daughter doing,
1: Gabby? Um, yeah, now she's turned her like going from – because she just looks so unhappy and sad, like she was carrying houses around on her shoulders. She'd actually um, started her uni degree in teaching and in the last four weeks she's actually just completed her uni degree and become a full-time high school teacher. Wow. Yeah, so to see her now, um, it's going to be interesting because next year could be a big year as in uh, she may speak on a child's side of what has happened in domestic violence which would be huge for her to get it off her shoulders and speak out to other kids because obviously students she's now been teaching on placement have spoken to those schools and, you know, they'll say, oh, Miss O'Brien, we've seen your mum speak. We've seen photos of you. So that encouraging from the support that those students are giving her, yeah, to watch this space area. Very proud of her. A-
0: and, the f- and to see them... Turn that around and now you see your, your kids use this experience as a po- as Posit- a positive. Yep. I mean, is that does oh. that feel good for you to see that? Because I mean there's
1: Absolutely.
0: I understand they could have taken it all they and they did to some degree for a long part of their yep. childhood to say this is something I'm ashamed of.
1: Do you know what? And Zach was the real one that, that yeah. showed those and he was the youngest at the time and he was a male, you know, and now seeing them, um, and I you know, I'll get Ashlyn right. In, in time with treatment and just seeing them now succeed in in what they're doing and looking forward in life and it's it's yeah proud mum moment of them all yeah yeah on.
0: yeah and, and Zach what's what what's sixteen
1: yeah sixteen Sorry. so he's doing year eleven um he's I'm actually he's my he's even though he is my baby but I'm looking after him he's actually just had his ACL operated on and um it's always crucial yeah yeah at sixteen playing so. sport. Football, yeah, football, AFL. And um, he, he... Him and school aren't best friends, so I've had to get my head around that. But he's been lucky enough. Um, he's always wanted to be a builder. And he did a work experience last year with a builder who has kept him on even this year, one day a week in in building. And the builder's actually offered him a school-based apprenticeship next year, um, going into year 12. So he's, um, he's so happy. And then the builder... Um, Also, we'll keep him on then to finish off his his, um, apprenticeship. So, yeah, couldn't – you know, someone was looking after me above in in the journey that we've all had and, yeah, it's been amazing. I suppose the support has has got me where I am today.
0: And it would have taken you some time to see that, uh, no doubt, as a a blessing and a positive.
1: Absolutely. And do you know what? Uh, When I actually found out about what had happened to me because that – no one was allowed to tell me when they came in and visited me in the neurosurge ward and different things. They wanted to know how much brain damage I may have and it wasn't until I got into the um, brain rehab ward that um, I'd actually heard staff at 9.30 changeover at night say, oh, we've got Simone O'Brien because I was close to the desk. We've got Simone O'Brien in today. She's the lady that was beaten with the baseball bat. That's how I actually found out. And so, do you know what? I, I went into obviously shock and needed extra counseling and the psychiatrist and whatnot. And um, I got really embarrassed then, thinking, oh, wow, you know, what, how did this happen or why? So I had to re- retrack all my, my places down, yeah. How long was that after the incident? That was probably about 13 months. And I, I actually wasn't able to do a statement until nearly he, more heading on to, yeah, two and a half years.
0: 13 months you went without knowing what happened. Not
1: knowing. And even my friends were um, bringing me in brand new clothes when I went to the brain rehab. And I'm saying, but my my house isn't home. Just go and get my clothes out of the out of the cupboard. But because I wasn't meant to survive, obviously my family flew up and packed my house up and everything was in storage. And, um, yeah, so even things like that, you know, and wow. I, I even one night said, um, I can even come play netball for you if you, if you need me. You know, here I am in, in hospital with tubes and everything in me. And, yeah, I just didn't know what had happened. Wow. Mm. Yeah. A-
0: and then when you found out from the nurses... Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's when you started to think about it and spiral.
1: Yeah, and then little things. And that's when I, I remembered that I was actually in a, a relationship then. Do you know what I mean? It was like that was all blocked out and in which getting back to the night of that's where I'm able to help the ambulance guys because apparently I was in excruciating pain I can't remember anything but yep. they said at least the moment we know the drug we gave you blocked that side of your memory out so I don't actually remember any hits to the face um but obviously helped with the pain but yeah then I was I was just putting puzzles back together and I remember actually asking the nurses then the next night I said am I safe in here like is this policeman at the door or something? And yeah, it was the scare that you know that yeah. scared feeling just come in then. And obviously, I didn't know what had happened to the perpetrator or anything. So yeah.
0: And so you you were in there. Was was Trevor there outside the door, or was there was was there someone there?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, okay. obviously they got help in for me okay. um to make sure that I was okay and okay. yeah, rang rang Trev and even my my parents back in Victoria just yeah. to say this has happened and yeah. Yeah. So as in for the services and things have been absolutely fantastic, you know. Yeah. What how they've reacted to myself and the children's been a true blessing. Okay. Yep. Well, that's really good to it hear. It is. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: If uh, th- th- if we talk about the perpetrator for a second.
1: Yep. He, was
0: he out there still?
1: He's actually a, um
0: like during that period where you couldn't remember. Oh, no. Oh, so they had so they he, had enough there to say mate.
1: They got him the night off. Okay. They, uh, yeah. So he wasn't still out there no, at this? No. No. He okay. was he was put in a cell there there as soon as like and the court hearing then, yeah, it was, you know, two and a half years down the track type of thing. So he was still in remand then. Okay. Yeah, no. And hasn't been out since. Okay. Yeah. So that was a I but I didn't I I didn't know that yeah. um, until yeah. I actually did my statement and speaking with the police and things that what had happened because I, I couldn't they weren't telling me things because they want yeah. to know my brain damage. Yeah
0: and then they couldn't sentence him because they didn't know my statement your yeah and mm. obviously
1: then they had to get you know i think they had um, 76 or 74 witnesses um, oh. at the court hearing and he still pleaded not guilty mm. a-
0: and and the previous relationships he'd been in yeah they came forth when they saw you on a current affair
1: no, um, when the sen- yeah yes when they seen me because they seen his face then, but okay. also um, when he when the court sentencing did happen, his face was up then. So that that's they actually contacted the the CIB and investigators then. So but then it was a real thing mm-hmm. on yeah a current affair yeah.
0: Well, how as because I know that as you said there was some time there where you were struggling just to get back to normal functioning Mm -hmm. as a human being absolutely how has it been in the last few years and at what point have you started now being able to go out and being more active as far as trying to stop this stuff from happening to other people
1: yeah no now it's um it's like a healing process for me and that's where i thank you for today because you might not realise it, but you're helping with my self-confidence and self-esteem and, yeah. do you know, it's like a relief weight off my shoulders too because the listeners will think, well, oh, let's get in and help with, you know, this domestic violence epidemic that we're in. So spreading that word, it's it's like it's a healing process for me because obviously me not knowing about domestic violence, I want to just keep now helping people. You know, I survived and, yeah, I just want to help that next person um, speaking out. So it's a, it's a win-win all around am yeah. helping Help other people, but I'm I'm helping myself as well.
0: And and so into the future, um, what what do you see? Where do you see yourself going? What do you other than going back to your job? Yeah. soon, hopefully. What soon? I'll
1: yeah, hopefully. Um, I I suppose uh, because the way Australia is in this space, um, it has taken it's 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 a very busy life for me in in doing this. Um in which it is sad that I am so busy... Yeah. ...because we, we shouldn't be having to have this problem.
0: Unfortunately, it seems to be taking a long time... ...to be able to seep through, you know... ...and try and get that early intervention... ...with yeah. some of these behavioural challenges.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And that's why if we can get into the, the schools at a young age... ...and, um and you know, that's what I'm, I'm speaking to, you know... ...grade fours and grade fives... ...and I said, you know what, I'm so jealous of you... ...because I knew nothing about domestic violence. I said you're going to find out now and learn about it so that we can protect each other. So, yeah, look, it's it's that's just rewarding seeing their little faces.
0: And the different types of domestic violence, I mean, it's not all physical. No. It, it can be emotional and financial, right, as well. Absolutely,
1: yep. Uh. It can be just saying, you're not know, allowed to wear that today. Yeah. You look too fat in that. Um, yeah, it Can, what you what you wear, who you speak with, it can cut you off from all your... Your family and friends and...
0: How, does some of the feedback after you speak and after people meet you... I mean, is that is that part of what keeps you going as well because... Do you
1: love Q&As because yeah. it actually gets the whole audience in talking and they'll actually start talking between themselves on, if they're on a table or something. So, do you know what? It's rewarding because it, they're, making it, they're talking about it. And many a times, you know, if I've spoken at a corporate... Um, I'll, I'll have even men coming up to me and saying, you know, I was a victim. It'll, because I speak about it, I think they feel that they can speak about it. and yeah. So that that's rewarding, absolutely.
0: How have you seen... I mean, in 2012, you would probably had... I mean, it would not have been in your sphere.
1: No.
0: Domestic violence or the fact that it could happen to you.
1: Absolutely not, yeah.
0: And I know now, obviously, it has been because of the incident. But how do you feel that we are going as a nation towards having the conversation towards empowering women or men that may be in the situation. How do you feel like we're tracking along? Do you feel like we're getting there? We're
1: I, I reckon we are. Like, more people are talking about it, which is which is a good thing. And there are more police reports, which is a good thing because yes. they, they weren't being reported. So at least people are getting more confident to go and get it you know, them reported. So I reckon the the motion of it is good and, you know, it's it's just going to be little steps and take each little bit, you know. One of my goals was obviously to get the average death of 52 down to single digits and that's still too many and I know that's not going to happen today, tomorrow or next year. But you know what, if we don't have goals and keep moving forward with it, it's only going to get worse. So, you know, here today it's truly amazing that we're all on the same card and we all want to just help that next person. Yeah.
0: Mm. the power of people with lived experience is truly amazing and we i certainly have the fortunate uh, i guess uh, role where i'm able at at the conferences that we do uh, lived experience are a really important part of a lot of our conferences but you know a lot of the feedback we get from people that come to the conferences without a doubt always lived experience is high ranking as far as what's the most inspiring what's been the most impactful part of the event Mm -hmm. and i think it's because it's real and it resonates and the fact that it's such a terrible and horrific incident to, to someone like yourself is now being turned around and campaigning out there to try and prevent this from happening to people further and that's such a so true Yep. it's such a positive part about this whole story that's e-
1: exactly difficult. and you know and that's where i hear from you know year 12 students that are captains they'll come up to me and say simone thank you so much for that that we we've taken all that in they go because you know someone out someone comes and just shows us the stats and you know it's the same old she goes we just go off on our own merry tangent and yeah. so at least you know that feedback and exactly what you're saying it, the lived experience is so beneficial and people get more out of it than than sometimes other other talk speakers
0: yeah and, and the fact that you have the opportunity to speak your truth and that's common as well for what the other uh, the pleasure i've been able to, to interview other lived experience people they say that it is therapeutic Absolutely. it is part of the healing process to be able to talk about it um, but it, but it resonates so strongly with our listeners and with our audience um, because that's why people are out there in the mental health sector, especially, absolutely doing what they do. Yep. Um, so to see someone like yourself uh, who's got such determination, um, resilience, courage—I mean, it's 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 just such a pleasure to be able to sit and talk with you about this, uh, and, and unfortunately, the incident you went through, obviously, but how you've turned this around and now what you're doing, yeah. uh, it's, it is is truly inspiring.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: No, that's okay. Wh- who's been a source of your inspiration? I- is there someone? Is there a couple of people that...
1: Uh, can I can I just say myself? Yeah. For the first time in my life, up until the age of 37, I never loved and respected myself. And now I know I look different, you know, with all my scars and everything over my body. But, you know, what? I actually love and respect myself, and as I said earlier, I, I didn't want to wake up in in ten years time and and think, oh, I wish I'd done that. I, I've really because I feel so good in myself and what I'm doing. It's each and every day. I just think, you know, I'm lucky to be alive, and I feel great. So it, it's ha- how I'm feeling, and yeah, that it's I've beautiful. Yeah, it's just just been me. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah,
0: and uh, and what's ahead for you and the family? I mean, you're still down there in Victoria, yes. Um,
1: well, we've Trevor and myself, we're actually going because we're actually divorced. We're going from divorced life to married life again. Oh,
0: there you go. <laughs> I was going to say you're divorced again, but no, no, you're actually making it official.
1: We're going to make it official. And, <laughs> and that's where I suppose that's in itself. We're made a talking topic and it's funny yeah. with the kids and um, like if Zach's wrong or, you know, Trevor's telling Zach off. And he'll go, no, 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 you're divorced. Mum, mum won't marry you like <laughs> this. So, um, yeah, we're making, yeah, early next year we'll get uh, remarried. And it's more like a celebration than yeah. a wedding as in for the journey we've all been through yeah. to have it a, a fairy tale at the end. So yeah
0: Well, and, uh, and somehow I don't think that's going to be the end. I mean, I, I'm sure that you're going to continue on in um. your journey and beating the drum
1: absolutely and you know what i'm probably already nearly booked out till june next year um just you know with um obviously queensland is family domestic family violence month and i've already got bookings for this year like it's like being repeated um schools and places (sighs) i've been with just can i have you back for next year and absolutely you know at least hey it's rewarding for myself that i'm doing something right and So my son goes, he goes, mum, how do you go? We're not speakers. I said, I oh, don't know, mate. I just get up and speak and wing it, you know. And so it's um, it's authentic though. Do you know what? And that's it. It's like not being a speaker. I've, I've had to, you know, because my jaw was um only could open two mil, but I've always been able to even that speak well. And um, so yeah, if I can just help someone else, I'm I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. And and so you're still going to live in Victoria uh, and down there with your family. Yeah,
1: well, knowing that that's been the um the best things for the children yeah. um they hate they've probably in the seven years only been to back to brisbane probably three times and you know we lived up here for 17 years um, prior to that so it's been a big change but going back to the little country town um the kids love it and they've realized now the support that i get in the town um from everyone you know wherever i go you know they'll say i here who is that i said i don't know you know then they go everyone knows you i said well do you know what that's good they've i've I've made a stepping stone. I said, they know you as well. So they get, you know, utmost love and everything down there. So, yeah, no, definitely stay there, even though it's a drive for me to get anywhere, but I love it, yeah.
0: Where do you think, uh, what's the, if we look at solutions as far as what can we do to prevent this happening now um, in in the future? And I know it's not going to happen overnight, but what do you think are the driving factors that we need to look at, need to, address uh, in order to um, eradicate mm. a-
1: and domestic do you know violence. I suppose it, it just comes back to speaking up, speaking yeah. out, looking out for each other. Like, it's it's nothing major, we've, and do you know what, and we've just got to work together as one, not individuals, you know, in our everything doing, and that's why, you know, obviously I am an ambassador for a lot of different campaigns, but to yeah. me, I'm... I'm on one and we all do it together so working together speaking up
0: yeah yeah that's yeah definitely you you. we we sort of briefly spoke before we started recording just about the differences in the state uh, and, and the way they treat offenders
1: absolutely it's totally different
0: uh, have you got anything you want to say about that or is there anything
1: i just love the the higher end our controllers if you can call them to to work in a line you know yeah. Um, I was lucky enough, um, as this happened to myself in Queensland, um, that the perpetrator got life for attempted murder. Whereas at a police forum I just spoke at, um, a Victorian sergeant actually said, Simone, if it was here in Victoria, he'd be lucky to get two years." You know, and that's just not right. And down in Victoria, a man killed his wife, and because he pleaded for manslaughter, you know, he was getting out in six years. They have extended that a little bit now by four years or something, but. He killed his wife, you know, yeah. it's just not aligned and, yeah. So
0: we've still got a way to go. A
1: way to go and especially um, they had a, a psychologist from WA, she was an Aboriginal lady speak and she just said there's no, no joining between the police and Aboriginals and the police now know, the um, assistant commissioner said, we've got a lot of work to do in this space. Yeah. So they know, you know, and it's just working together, not not individuals.
0: How can people get in touch with you?
1: Um either on my through my website, um on you know, I've got Twitter. S- www.simonobrien.com dot com. Com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, happy to, you know, chat and obviously I I fly anywhere because it's um such an important topic at present in Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Simone it's it's been uh an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I mean, the strength uh, and the character and resilience that you've shown over the last seven and a half years to be where you are today, not only yourself, but your family is a credit to you. Oh, thank you. And uh, we need more leaders like you out there um, that are doing this because it's truly inspiring. The education, the awareness that you're out there helping provoke and promote is, is so meaningful that we need more of that. So... Uh, if there's anything we can do to help you with that, I mean, we support you and you we so want much. you to know uh, that, um, yeah, what you're doing is amazing and you're a beautiful woman. So oh, thanks very much. Thank
1: you. Thanks, Sam. Really appreciate that. Cheers. Thanks for having me.
0: It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Is there someone working in mental health who you'd like to be featured on the podcast? Are there more questions you want the answers to? Let us know what you want to hear. Get in touch with us by emailing any podcast suggestions to membership at anzmh.asn.au and be sure to stay up to date on our socials at ANZMHA on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to sharing our next conversation.